0: And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. We're having some difficulties, man, with the audio today. <laughs> Always something when you got people watching. Always something. You rehearse, you rehearse, you rehearse. And when you get live, just shit pops off. But it's okay because we are live. We have the right show to tell you tonight LSU is getting disrespected, and we're going to put a stop to it. ESPN wants to run out there and disrespect the LSU Tigers. We put an end to it tonight. I don't know if we'll put an end to it, but regardless, we're going to try. We're going to try. As always, we will get your comments uh, through the show, as we always do. Guys, do me a favor. Hit the hashtag AskBlake. Uh, that way it can help me better see what you guys are, are, are asking, saying, and we'll we'll put it up on the big screen as well. As we mentioned, LSU is getting disrespected. We will talk about that. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com will be our guest. We're going to get into some recruiting. My man's been out and about going uh, uh, campus to campus, talking to recruits, talking to coaches, uh, really been doing his due diligence. He, he went out to Woodlawn this past week. Uh, LSU has a really um, – or Louisiana has a sleeper quarterback at Woodlawn. We will talk about uh, that with Mike. The ESPN SEC power rankings came out. Jesus, Lord, Mary, and Joseph. Uh, we'll talk about that. And the S- and we'll go around the SEC. What to expect from the SEC this upcoming fall? And what should we expect from LSU in that? I do think LSU does have a favorable schedule uh, so we can we can definitely go from there Alright let's get to a couple of comments Before we pay some bills around this thing Todd says what's up Blake What's going on Todd Ryan says let's go AYS number one As I think LSU might end up number one In the polls at the end of the season Uh oh Uh oh we going live right now dog We going live As Kenny says we are live That is our slogan As we start the show We had a little loop back uh, Early to start off uh, Blaine Smith says Yankees versus Astros Star Wars Edition broadcast. It is May the 4th. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. I actually like kissing girls in high school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked uh, being cool. Star Wars is cool. I can't say nothing. Um, but may the 4th be with you. Uh, as Yeah, I guess you could say it's a Star Wars edition. But we ain't got no Star Wars up in here. The only thing that Star Wars themed on this show tonight is this big old beard with me looking like Chewbacca up in this piece. Uh, Darren says, what's up, Purple and Gold people? We are live that. We are. Devin Stibes says, live action. Yee, yee, shout a turtle mane. Okay. How'd y'all like that band in the beginning? Bum, bum. Tony Weaver says, and we are live. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to get to more of your comments. We're going to get into the SEC. I'm going to talk about how LSU's always just getting disrespected. ESPN ran another. Uh, I'm going to tell you why I freaked out uh, about some of the local guys doing some Rudy Pooh stuff about the stuff and the allegations behind Ed Orgeron. Now it's trickling up to the top ticker on ESPN. So let, let's just stop there. Let's just start there. Okay, we'll just start there as we get back. But guys, we got to get to our good sponsors and none better than our good friends over at GM Varno & Sons. GM Varno & Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and bad Rouge here for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see him at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. Guys, I keep getting testimonies and people telling me about how great that GM Varno has been to them. So get on over there today and tell them Blake Ruffino sent you by for a 10% discount on that next oil change. And also our good friend Mr. Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. 225-937-7220. 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. If you want the best-looking yard in your neighborhood and you're in the Baton Rouge, Denham Springs, Hammond area, you better call Richie Roche today. Again, that's 225-937-7220. And tell him your good friend, Blake Ruffino, at AYS. Sent you on by. All right, guys, we got to get into this. We got to get in here. C. King from Talking Tigers. Uh uh, 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 Facebook page, uh, talking tiger sports Facebook page. A lot of great interaction in that in that Facebook uh, not page in that Facebook group. We 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 get pretty live up in there. Me, C, and Tony Weaver, we get live up in that piece. Um, but C King says he's here. Let's talk about this now. Get to your comments. I am. I, I've kind of gotten to the point where, and it's not even a national narrative sometimes is if it's not so much of a, a local narrative, like if you're running a local LSU podcast stream, whatever I get, the fact of you being uh, a realistic, you know, like, yes, we can say Alabama has really good teams. Like, let's be realistic, but let's also be very cautious about what we're saying. You know, then ESPN runs out a thing today that their power rankings that puts LSU at number twenty. Now, I I, I hate to use this word, but I'm kind of so the hundred all hundred and nine of you that are watching this live. I'm kind of flabbergasted that we have to defend what LSU is about to do this season. Well, Blake, they went five and five last year. They went five and five last year. So, but at the end of the year. With all the new pieces, with all the new kids, with all the new quarterbacks, with all the new receivers, with all the new DBs, with all the new defensive linemen, with all the new linebackers, they beat the SEC champs, East champs, at the end of the year. They went toe to toe and beat Ole Miss at the end of the year. Guys like Jay Ward really came up to the forefront and showed that they can be ballers, shot callers, twenty-eight blades only in Paulus. But Blake, but Blake, they're 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 number twenty. Here's another thing that I think's disrespected, like really disrespectful, and I keep seeing this pop up all over the place. Now I saw one that said that had the top um, 50 quarterbacks in the uh, returning in, the, in college football. Max Johnson wasn't on one of them, but you know what they did, which is so crazy. Now he might show to be one, but they put Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, up there. Now, do I think that Bryce Young's extremely? You want to now? Let's be realistic. You want to talk about Bryce Young being a talented individual. He is. But Max Johnson has more starts than this kid, and the only thing that this kid's done is beat the SEC East champs, throw for over 400 yards against Ole Miss, 300 yards against Florida, and really just dominate ever since he's been on the field. So why are you putting guys like Bryce Young ahead of Max Johnson? Quite honestly... Why are you putting him in front of Miles Brennan? Now, everybody will say, well, Blake's kind of poo pooed on Miles Brennan. Blake's just broody pooed all over Miles Brennan. Let me defend Miles Brennan here. We have more evidence that Miles Brennan can be a comp, just not even a great, but comparable quarterback in the SEC from the first three games he started last season. The kid's not horrible. And you're going to put Bryce Young ahead of him? I mean, is Steve Sarkeesian still calling the calling the place? No, they got Bill O'Brien. Guys, Bill O'Brien had Deshaun Watson, and he and DeAndre Hopkins, and he traded my my, my Mandy Hopkins to Arizona, and we're saying, oh, this guy's really good offensively. Now Alabama always seems to reload instead of rebuild, but to run out with this Rudy Pooh take saying that Max Johnson's not even in the top fifty is ludicrous. Here's the top 20. Here's the top 20 uh or 20 we'll just do 20 of the 25 from ESPN. Oklahoma, okay. Alabama, okay. Georgia, okay. Clemson, okay. Ohio State. Here's where it starts getting a little rooty poo. Uh Iowa State, Texas A&M, Cincinnati, North Carolina, Oregon. Huh. That's interesting. And then they got Iowa, Washington, the raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette, Wisconsin, Ole Miss, and then LSU. Huh. That's that's so interesting. You know what's even interesting to me about this? Is in 2019, the ESPN power rankings are the thing that we need to look for, the thing that we need to watch. Guys, LSU beat Alabama on the road in 2019 and still, in ESPN's ratings, they were number one ahead of LSU. So stop putting out your power ratings when they make no logical sense. LSU beats a team in 2019. Well, they're not better. Huh. That's that's really interesting. That's that's really interesting. If we're going to call another spade a spade, I mean, why... (laughs) Why are we even acknowledging the fact? And why am I even coming out here acknowledging the fact? It's because ESPN is the worldwide leader of sports, and I get that. But you know, as sometimes people will tell me, uh, Blake, you're anti-establishment, which I'm not, but okay. Well, you want to sit out here and, and, and just act like it's okay for them to trash Louisiana State University. And... I think that we need to come to the realization of this a little bit too. Nobody's going to defend LSU like we will. There's not a talking head, a media head out there really defending LSU. And and you guys remember the last, probably over the last month I've talked about, I've legitimately talked about local media calling for Ed Orgeron's head and saying for him to be fired. But yet, The crazy narrative is it's on outside the lines on ESPN now with all the stuff going on with LSU. Well, I don't think that the local media helped that. They certainly didn't help it. But they engaged it. They pulled, if there was smoke coming from leaves, they poured gasoline on that son of a bitch and it, it took up on fire. Harold Wood says, hashtag, we coming. Yeah, we're coming. Guys, I don't know. You know, look, I, LSU's got a lot to, to remedy it from a national perspective. LSU is better than ULL. LSU is better than Ole Miss. The, the simple fact... You want to say that Ole Miss still doesn't have defensive problems is crazy in and of itself. They do got a they have a really great offense, a prolific offense. They have a good quarterback in Matt Corral. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that you think that Ole Miss, in the last game that we saw Ole Miss got getting beat by LSU in the SEC, that LSU is returning damn near everybody. I mean, yes, they had seven guys drafted, but the simple fact that only three of those guys played last year, Terrace Marshall, Jacoby Stevens, and who who else am I forgetting? I'm forgetting a uh, Racing McMath. Guys, Racing McMath didn't really do anything. Uh Jacoby Stevens was subpar, if not average, all season last year, and Terrace Marshall, he opted out the last two the last three games, and you won two or three of them. So then everybody's returning. So if you go two of three, then what are you saying? You beat, They beat the SEC East Champs last season. The disrespect. The disrespect. Kenny Russell says, LSU always has been doubted, but we shocked the world in 19 and we'll do it again. We have to. And look, LSU in and of itself shows how LSU always seems like they can't stay on top of the hill. And that's not just LSU. That's a lot of programs. They, it feels like they, and I see that we have a little bit of a lag. Guys, it's raining cats and dogs outside. It's, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Well, I'm going to say it. It's pissing outside. I mean, I can hear it. Yeah. But they, they, they thrive at being the underdog. So to all 175 of you that are watching this live actively right now, we are the underdog. Take that role. We're Rocky Balboa. We're Rocky Balboa and and Rocky II. Uh-oh, there goes my camera. I knew it was about to happen. I knew it was about to happen. This Rudy Pooness man. The Rudy Pooness. All right, let me fix the camera. Mike Scarborough of TigerBate.com is going to be our guest in about, let's say, two minutes. Uh, he'll be with us, all right, I, as I'm going to be fixing this camera in just a second. There we go. There we go. It's back on. Uh, guys, I hate the weather when it gets bad around here. I mean, we have everything hardwired, but when it gets bad, man, it gets bad. Uh, Blake Doucette says, hashtag ask Blake. Mike Jones says different. Who? Who does? Who, Mike Jones? Harold Wood says, Stephen A. Smith, uh, who works for ESPN, even said they need to fire whoever does rankings for ESPN. They do. I mean, guys, it's horrendous. And, and here's and here's the sad truth. The sad truth about this is that the ES, ESPN's about to get this SEC uh, uh, TV deal. They're headquartered out of Charlotte. Nobody's in North Carolina in the SEC. But you're in Charlotte. Why are you in Charlotte? Be in New Orleans, Baton Rouge, somewhere in Alabama, somewhere in Florida. I don't give a Rudy Pooh where you go. Somewhere in Mississippi. In the Mississippi. But Charlotte? Why Charlotte? Makes no sense. C. King says Steve Sarkeesian is gone and it will show. Hell yeah, it will show. If there's you know, I'm not gonna run out there with a take that says that that Alabama is is um not gonna re rebuild or reload. You know, I think that I'm not going to have that take again. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Um, I feel it. I feel something. I feel something in my bones. Kenny says, Nick Saban tells ESPN, especially Paul Feinbaum, Fine scum, what to do. Oh, this is what I was about to say. I mean, these guys are in Charlotte, and they're about to have this ESPN deal, the TV deal, and all of a sudden we're going to be sitting here asking, this, asking the question of, well, why are you ranking things this way? If you think it's gonna, if you think it's bad now, if you think it's bad right now, how do you think it's gonna be bad when they get the TV deal? How bad do you think it's gonna be then? It's gonna be, it's gonna be horrendous. Kenny says USL, yeah, USL. Mike Scarborough, who was out there in Lafayette for a little bit, he might be able to tell us. But USL is in the. Uh, and the power rankings ahead of LSU. Dominic Vaughn says, "Preach, uh, big, big, preach, Ben, my man. Yeah, yeah. Ben's my son. He probably preaching more than me." Uh, C King says, "I'm seeing more local LSU cover guys praising Bama. One guy that we're about to bring on, Dustin, that's Mike Scarborough. He's just gonna tell you like it is." He's going to tell you like it is. We're about to bring him on. All right, let's do this. We're going to get to some LSU football recruiting, some LSU football talk. We're going to bring Mike Scarborough in, but we've got to do this. we got to get to a little break, and then we'll bring Mike on. Guys, you got to go see my good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. Tell him, your good friend, Blake Rafino at AYS. Sent you on by. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from Area Home Lending today, and if you mention this show, he will send his team out for a free appraisal. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Again. If you mention AYS and you mention Blake Rafino, he's going to send that team out for the free appraisal. Give him a, a call today or go to areahomelending.com. That's areahomelending.com. And for the number one real estate team in the North Shore, go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Mention the show and they will bring you to the front of the line. Meet with one of their great real estate agents today and tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino, at AYS, sent you on by. All right, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com is our guest. My man, the man, the myth, the legend. The man that goes around all high schools in Louisiana, he's here. He's going to break down some recruiting for us. Mike, what's going on, my friend?
1: Nut, man. I'm back on the sofa uh, where I started doing my show uh, (laughs) a little over a year ago. And now, of course, I got the studio uh, upstairs. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, back on the sofa for you tonight
0: it's okay we're just gonna sit here we're gonna sit here and talk a little sports it's, it's all good i like the sofa i like the i like the pictures i like the paintings it's all good uh mike you posted something today i'm really interested uh interested in we talked about it but you went to woodlawn this past week you saw saw guys like ricky collins and others when you saw him what did you like about him and is he a guy that when he gets to a camp this summer is he gonna explode Do you have that vibe from him
1: I do. Uh, he went to the Elite 11 in Houston and performed very well. And uh, I've just thought all along that he has a lot of tools that he can be uh, a major uh, quarterback in, in a Power 5 conference. He started to get some offers, but I think there's more coming. I think he's going to be like a lot of kids in the month of June. They're going to be visiting all over the place, trying to hit as many camps and junior days as they can. But I think it's vital for Ricky to actually work out at camps and, um, uh, I, you know, I, I, their first day of practice at Woodlawn Saturday morning, I thought to get, i would get there and they'd be in shorts and shells and helmets, maybe not even shoulder pads and, and starting off light. No, they were full pads. They were hitting, uh, you know, it, uh, they weren't going to the ground, but they were hitting out there and, um, uh, they were doing situational work. They did some seven on seven. And, uh, but you know, he was missing a half a dozen or seven players. Uh, including Jordan Matthews, a, a top uh, athlete for the, for the next year uh, that I'll have a story on Tiger Bay tomorrow, an interview with him. He's involved in track, but um, and of course, his dad, Rashawn played at LSU at mm-hmm. uh, a Christian life uh, late nineties. So um, I think the sky's the limit uh, for Ricky. And of course, 23 is a deep year quarterback in the state of Louisiana. Um, you know, look, you, you got Arch Manning, um, And, of course, uh, you got the kid up at Zachary, uh, Eli Holstein. Um, And then a lot of people are wanting to watch Reese Mooney at Denham Springs. You know, he's going to be someone. So um, I really want to see what kind of quarterback group they have at at, uh, one of the camps at LSU. I always talk about that that camp two years ago where it was – I've never seen a conglomeration of quarterbacks ever at an LSU camp like they had two summers ago. And so we're going to see if uh, they're going to do that again. There she is. I see Shannon on the screen. Hello, Shannon.
0: <laughs> yep, she says, hey, Mike Scarborough. We do have some uh, some comments for you and some questions. Austin Thibodeau, just to fire a couple off really quickly, uh, says, hashtag ask Mike, update on Efton Reed and any other basketball targets for this class.
1: I don't have an update, but I hope to talk to the man uh, tonight to see if I can get an update. Uh, early last week, I was told it was 50-50 LSU and Florida State. I don't know if that's changed. Um, and the thought was that uh, one day they felt good about it, and the next day maybe they thought they were a little behind, it could go either way. Um, but that was early last week. I don't know if anything's changed, if there's a third school in the mix now. Um, when he's gonna make the decision, I don't know.
0: Well, Wade's he's doing big things in the transfer portal, Mike. I think he, he, there's a really good chance. Uh, look, this has come up, the question's come up multiple times here, Mike, in reference to uh, I missed it, where is it? Uh, Vic's uh, talking about Major Burns, a guy from the state of Louisiana who's now in the transfer portal, Donovan Kaufman, uh, who might be, you know, some people think, I think he might even be in the portal. Two Louisiana kids. Is is LSU looking, and I know that we've talked about this before, LSU might be looking, and you've been prominent about this, LSU looking in the portal possibly for a safety. Is Major Burns just too good of a fit for LSU where they pull that last scholarship and spot for a guy like Major Burns?
1: I don't know they would do that. I don't know what Major Burns' outlook is on LSU after the way uh, they severed ties. And, of course, he ended up at Georgia. Um, then there's also the tricky situation where you've got several safeties coming in in June. And what are they going to think? Because Major is going to have a lot of eligibility left. He gets a free year. He gets free transfer. Um, and then what does that do to other uh, defensive backs for the class of 22, um, does that upset the alpha cart? Usually, if you're going to use that one spot you have left, you're going to use it in a position of need. So, uh, I'm not sure how that's going to fit, but it it just so happened he enters the transfer portal, and I went to Madison Prep yesterday afternoon. Right. So I'm out on the practice fields, and I'm asking the coach. He says, "Well, it's funny you asked it. I just got off the phone with him, and you know, but he thought maybe Kentucky because that's where Joel Williams is at." his former teammate, uh, if you remember, Major at one time was also committed to Texas A&M right. before LSU offered him. You know, might uh, they be a possibility for him. So uh, I haven't chased the story today. I've been I've been loading video and editing video <laughs> all day long. Uh, I was at U-High uh, Friday and got uh, Austin and Jaden Osbury video up on the site and interviews. Uh, Saturday morning, of course, Ricky Collins and Matthews. And uh, yesterday, Quincy Wiggins. Wait till you all see. Uh, what he looks like working out. Uh, I'm gonna roll that out first thing in the morning. Uh, of course, uh, Madison Prep, 6'6", 270 pounds.
0: Mike, is he climbing? I mean, is he climbing up your board? I mean, is he? Is he in the top five at this point?
1: He's not. He's. But I'll tell you this: he's very, very raw. The, mm. You know, when you start looking at the class of twenty-two in the State, of Louisiana, and you start saying which prospect has the 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 biggest untapped ceiling. A guy that's just gonna, you know, he, he hasn't plateaued. He's not as good as he's gonna be right now or, or a year from now. I think this kid's gonna be get better and better each year as he goes on. And by the time he's 21 years old, it could be staggering how good he is. He's got he's got a great work ethic. I'll tell you one thing about Madison Prep yesterday. I mean I, I go all over um I don't see anybody out working Madison Prep. Really? I watched those guys work out all afternoon yesterday. Ninety degree heat, not the, but I mean it's hot. Ninety degrees is hot. And after they did a two hour workout, which was mostly cardio, uh, they didn't have their helmets because they're waiting for those to come back from the factory for for <laughs> refurb. I, I didn't even know that. That whole, you don't, did you know that? Did yeah, you have to send them off a of recertification every year?
0: Yeah, I did. I, I did. I had no idea. Well, they that's did. If rock, you remember man. the, if you remember the concussion protocols that a lot of these schools went through, and the uh, CTE stuff, I mean, that's that's been a big thing for. And look, Rydell, I remember would do a big thing where they would, uh, if your helmet was defected, they would send you like six or seven more, and it was a big deal for like these poor high schools. And stuff like that. I remember that maybe being like, "This isn't something that 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 has been going on for a while. This is something that's been going on for maybe two or three years." No, but
1: it, it's a racket, dude. It, it's it's yeah. a, on the scale of when they're telling me how it works. It reminds me of when you're in college and you're buying all your books, and <laughs> then you, and you pay one hundred fifty dollars for a textbook, and then you go back and, and at the end of the semester and sell them, and they give you twenty dollars, and then the next day it's listed for ninety. <laughs> on the shelf so they, they, they have to send in their helmets and get them recertified uh. once every year and they charge them a hundred dollars to recertify them the, the new helmet was what 300 plus dollars mm. it's a racket i mean and you can't i would love to know the machines they put them on to check tolerances and what the measurements are i bet you there's no difference what it does do is it makes them more money and it helps them with liability insurance
0: absolutely uh, we've had a couple questions in here for you, Mike, which is a little interesting about Eric Gilbert. Eric on YouTube says, Is there any word that you've heard on Eric no. Gilbert?
1: That's a broken record. I mean, we get asked about it every week. Every I mean, week. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's one of those deals, too, where it's like, if you were to get something from where I'm sitting, you know, what if you got anything, what could you divulge? Exactly. Such a, I mean, it's such, between, you know, the, the stuff that he's got to deal with personally. And then the academic portion of it is, you know, uh, you know, can get you in hot water. And who, who shared it with you, you know? So, um, but I will say this, just like I, I haven't changed since December, I think his best route to being a top prospect and getting everything squared away where he needs to be is at LSU.
0: Mike, this is a part that I brought up yesterday, and I want to get your take on it. I talked about yesterday about Alabama and how they're convincing kids to do blue shirts and gray shirts and going above the 25 uh, limit in the SEC. Is it really that difficult? Because we see them do it so easily. They're about to add another recruit and have their 28th commit from this this past class. Is it really that difficult for other teams to do that? Or does Alabama just have a way of convincing kids because of how – I mean, look, let's just call it what it is. Of the five, six national titles that Saban has, is it just easier for a guy like that to be able to pull something like that off? I
1: imagine it is easier for him because he's able to just, when he talks, he's like E.F. Hutton. I mean, they listen. And I think, and I, and I haven't studied who they are, the players you're talking about. Um, I don't know if they're legacies. Uh, you know, are they from Gadsden, Alabama? You know, uh, but there's no doubt that he's he's absolutely able to say, look, because of your position and the depth we have there, this isn't going to set you back at all. And uh, I imagine the kids and their families buy into to everything, every word he says.
0: I agree, and it, it, it's just something that a lot of people bring up in the in the here asking me about it. <laughs> and honestly, I don't have an answer for it. I mean, they're about to have 28 guys signed, Mike signed for this past class and then they you know they're going well and above the twenty five scholarship limit or, 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 or threshold and, and people keep asking but no one really knows why and I just thought that it would be something uh well, interesting you know, to look
1: uh, into. I am gonna be real curious but when all the dust settles on the one time transfers and once you get through the period of time where there's um you know uh the the COVID free years over with you know, there's people that I've talked to that say, what's going to happen now with essentially this being like free agency in mm-hmm. college football is that it's actually going to hurt high school kids because there's going to be programs that say, you know, why do I take the risk on a high school kid that maybe needs more maturity when I can go to go get a, a, a player who's been in a, somebody's system for a year, maybe two years, and I, and I'm pretty – confident that I've got a guy who can be of immediate help and who I don't, I don't have to bring along at a slower pace. Mm -hmm. And, and then in that case, that's where that, if a kid has his heart set on a particular school, then I think you're going to see a lot more kids, uh, schools looking to gray shirt and blue shirt. And then kids are going to be more open to it Mm -hmm. because I think, I I think with the one-time transfer rule, it is going to hurt high school kids because, because once you, because you're, it's sooner or later, you're, you're, once you get through the COVID part of it, and you're having to adhere to the 85 limit, you know th- that it's going to come into play.
0: Mike, do you think that there's two questions here, kind of back to back? But one really quickly, do you think do you think that they should uh, expand the 85 scholarship limit? I mean, I, I don't get that. I mean, why are you limiting them to 85 scholarships? I don't know. But do you think that they should expand that more to maybe like 90, 95, 100?
1: Well, if you do that, you know, football's always had an exemption when it comes to title nine. If you extend if you expand that because football's a sport that requires so many position players and depth, you know, it's been exempt from title nine. You start trying to go to 95 or 100, 105 you know, does that all of a sudden reopen that box again where, you know, you're having to add uh, box hockey and whatever else, uh, you know, women's lacrosse, whatever it might be.
0: We can be like Forrest Gump with a ping pong battle, man. We can have a, yeah. ping, we can have a ping pong team. Uh, some You said that this uh, the transfer could hurt high school kids. But one thing that's going to really help him is getting into the camps. Guys getting on LSU's campus, you especially being able to go and see these kids, do you think that this this summer, and I know for someone like you, that it like you're going to be probably the busiest man this summer and, and tracking these kids and what they're doing. Uh, when you go to these LSU camps and these kids going there, how just how big, tell the listeners, how big is it for LSU to be able to see these kids one-on-one?
1: Yeah, it is because, you know, you're basically, they have not seen these kids for almost two years now. Right. And so just think of the a, a kid that was, uh, you know, or they've never seen them. If they're, you know, so maybe they saw a kid and he was uh, 5'11", 160, is uh, a ninth grader. Now he's an 11th grader and he's 6'3", 210. Um, but I think the bigger part of it is, you can watch all the huddle film, you can watch all the Twitter workout stuff that's posted up there. Um, to be able to them get their hands on these kids, work with them, talk to them, uh, see if the kid, uh, what's his body language, whether he's looking in the eye, when he's talking to you, how does he take to coaching? You, you moving him around, putting him in position and drills, you know, all that stuff, what kind of stamina he's have? I mean, all those films that they're putting up on Twitter is their best of the best their very best reps, their highlight tapes on huddle. Um, and, look, they do a damn good job of reaching out to Axios and, and uh, I mean, uh, not Axios, Exos, and, and, and they pay big money to have access to all that film um, and asking TV stations and, and watching the Cox game of the week, just like everybody else. And uh, then you got VSN out there that's been great the last few years, uh, Eric Richie and those guys. I mean, the coaching staffs are using all that to their benefit. And getting game film that way, but still, um I I, I also think, you know, one thing that I want to see is: are we going to see the college coaches out in more numbers in in, in in a bigger way in the fall once the season starts than we have in previous years? Right. Um. because I, I, you know, it's one thing to have in camp, but the one thing that I've been astonished by in in recent years is how little college coaches, even LSU coaches how little they actually go to high school games anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and, I, and I like to ask that question. I want to find out what their reasoning is. Um, but I, I think part of the reason why is if if they go to one recruits game and they don't go to another's, so that kid knows about it because everybody's following recruiting. Mm-hmm. And kids get their feelings hurt. So they choose to just get filmed.
0: <laughs> Great. That's just so weird, you know, that that, that they, happens. They,
1: they, no because they only they can only so many, many of many can be out on a Friday night. Right. You know, you can't send your whole staff and, and then uh uh you know, player personnel guys, you know, so if you're going to get the guys your your main commitments and then there's a guy you're recruiting but you're 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 across town somebody else and they they they're viewing that as you thinking they're, they're not a priority to you.
0: Well, Mike, you bring up an interesting point. A couple more questions, we'll get you out of here. Do you remember in 19, during the bye week, when Ed Orgeron went to like 13 different high school games, like he was flying in a helicopter to different places? And, and yeah. I remember him even saying that, well, look, I, I got to go to all these different places. We got to recruit and and, and kiss, uh, shake hands and kiss babies. And, and that, I think you're right there. I mean, he was flying to Alabama. You remember when he met with Tua Tagovailoa At his brother's game. I mean, there were so many different things that we can talk about.
1: It's it's stuff like that, though, that backfires on you. Right. Remember that?
0: I do. That
1: backfired on him. It did. There was a a, a stretch there where they were leaking information of where the in-home visits were. Right. And it's like that uh, could uh, upset other kids. Like, well, uh, the the official uh, home visit started, and uh, he hadn't gotten to me yet. He hadn't scheduled me yet. I see where he's going the first night and where he's going the first week, who all he's visiting. And so all of a sudden you found that you started to see where that information became less and less, unless the kids (laughs) shared it and posted, uh, you know, in-home, you know, pictures with Ed Orgeron and Mickey Joseph, whoever, and around the kitchen table, uh, you know, that, that, a lot of that information kind of went away because, uh, it could backfire on you.
0: Yeah. And everybody's, I remember, man, everybody's trying to track Ed Orgeron, where he's at, where he's going. And, it's it, look. It is. It backfires on you. You're right, uh, Mike. I don't want to put you on a this last question. I want to ask you. I don't want to put you in a bad spot here. So please deflect the question uh, if you must. The 2017 recruiting class. The kids in the top 10 on multiple services. Only one of them got drafted in the top six rounds of this of this past class. It's something that we've kind of noticed over the last, I want to say, seven years. That kids that are in the top twenty-five that are five stars are not getting drafted within the first four rounds. they're either the fifth, sixth, seventh, are going undrafted. I don't think that there's a problem with people visibly rec- like seeing these kids work out and going. To- I think these guys are really talented. But why do you think it's less and less kids that are? Prominent five stars, not getting recruited. I get injuries and stuff like that. Do you think that there's a huge gap in the, in the? Uh, I don't want to say just really analysis of these kids, but it it keeps going on more and more. There's more three-star kids getting drafted at this pace than we've ever seen. When I say all this, tell me, what, what do you think about that?
1: How's my audio? Can you hear me okay?
0: Yeah, we can hear you good. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah, buddy. song you just tried to call and messed up my audio. <laughs> me hearing you, so he
0: tried to call um, me too. That's why my camera went blank. Buddy, stop calling. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. buddy, stop calling. To to. Um, no, I, I, but it's it's math. Think about it.
0: Mm, only thirty-two five stars. Right. Right.
1: You, you, so there's an opportunity for you, uh, for a recruiting uh, network to make mistakes or, or those five stars not pan out when you give a guy a five star you're basically saying they're all at they're they're going to be all sec first team in a top uh, first round uh second round draft pick top you know <clears throat> I, they might say first round i'm gonna say you know first round and a half first or second round but you're you're saying they're an all-conference selection a three-year starter whatever uh mm-hmm. two, or at least a two-year star depending on their position so I, I think it's just the math. You have a bigger opportunity for, you know, uh, 254 stars, 264 stars, to, you know, jump a guy who was a five star as a 12th grader, and then some of it depends on with the geography. Where was that player at? What program is he in? Um, you know, did he have guys on Twitter constantly pumping him up? And mm-hmm. uh, and and I and I think this problem is going to get worse. And I've been saying it on my show for several weeks. I think. You know uh, we're about to have another national network that's starting up we're seeing the other networks having less and less people on the road and then when they've got guys on the road instead of having one state they have five states it's and so they're doing rankings based on watching huddle tape and it's not the same
0: well, and you're right. It is numbers. It was just crazy to see the stat of the top ten kids in 2017. Only one of them getting drafted, and that was in the sixth round. Like Marvin Williams, Dylan Moses, those guys that we remember just went undrafted. And I think it's just really crazy to see uh, stuff like that. Mike, I do have one more question. And I'll get you out of here. You saw these okay. kids, the, the Allsbury kids. Uh, you went to Uha, and Vic says hashtag Ask Mike. What about Alston, uh Allsbury? And his potential hurting. He ran a four-three. You've seen both of these kids up close and personal. What do you think about them? And how good can you high be coming up this this upcoming year?
1: I tell you what, you know, Jaden is class of 23. And of course, he, he a lot of people believe he's the, the, the higher rated kid. But man, I watch Austin the way he moves and the way he runs. If you go to tigerbait.com and see the video that I posted from practice on Friday. I'm watching the uh, I, I've got great video of him changing direction, uh b- backpedal. Um I I I I I love them both. They both can run. Of course, Jaden is the linebacker and uh great instincts. I mean, what can you say? I mean, their dad Verge was a a great football player at LSU in the mid eighties
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and a good program at U High. And you mentioned Dylan Moses, and I'm told his little brother's good. Starting his first week of practice at high this week, so <laughs> and he's—I'm uh, told he's two Oh five right now.
0: Yeah, I saw something on Twitter of him running, and I was like, "Man, God bless us, and we got to go through this again. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't have to." All right, Mike, you've been great as always, man. Tell them where they can find you. We've had it on the ticker below. Go to TigerBay.com, promo code AYS thirty. But tell everybody what you're—you're you're getting into in the next couple of weeks.
1: That's it. The whole front page right now is loaded with recruiting content. Uh, Uh, recruiting interviews with these players. I've been out to their camps. Uh, uh, New exclusive video. Of course, we shoot in HD. We pride ourselves on video. And tomorrow morning, y'all going to love the Quincy Wiggins video from Madison Prep. Uh, The kid is a beast. Uh, I I love him. Uh, Super kid. Highly intelligent. I watch him at practice. Coach his teammates. So go to TigerBait.com. Use promo code AYS30. And that's going to give you Tiger Bait for $1 for a month. Can't beat it.
0: Awesome, Mike, stuff. We appreciate you. Uh, awesome stuff, Mike. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Have a good night.
1: All right, man. Thanks, Blake. That Don't is check- Mike.
0: My- that is Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Always just bringing the the knowledge and wealth. I saw a couple of questions in here. See, I have a couple of questions of my own that I want to get in there, especially like the, uh, the one that we just talked about with the five stars. And he's right. It is a numbers game when you only have 32 five stars normally in a class. But, again, it's just so weird to see that that number of five stars that we continuously look at uh, just not just going undrafted i think it's something that we need to monitor and something we need to continue to look at and, and like matt uh, mike just talked about the the number of or, or really another national recruiting uh site is coming up in the forefront so it'll be interesting to see uh, uh what we have going on there okay we're gonna do this we're gonna take one quick break i'll get the rest of your comments and we'll go to there guys go see my good friends over at the drake law firm Personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions. There's absolutely nothing that the Drake Law Firm can't do for you today. Multiple people from AYS has told me the stories of calling the Drake Law Firm, having issues, and they got right on top of it. Go to thedrakelawfirm.com for any of those needs you see down below. Downtown Ponchatoula. Tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS. Sent you on by. All right, let's get to a couple of these comments. Um, Let's see. I saw this little guy in here, Michael Haddix, uh, calling LSU some names. We're not going to tolerate that. I'll unblock him, but if you're going to come in here and start calling people rapists and stuff like that, I'm glad you guys brought it to my attention. Uh, look, Jamie asked, where's Eric Gilbert? Um, I think Mike is right in reference to this. I mean, the, the more that we would talk about Eric Gilbert, I mean, look, the kid has had a a very suspect past and has had some issues. With that being said, you know I can run out here and say that I I know that he's in campus or on campus. I know he's living with an LSU teammate. I can tell you all of these things, but at the end of the day, I mean, we don't know what hap- is going to happen and how this kid's going to pan out. Uh, we'll just have to continue to monitor uh, what goes on here. Uh, Jamie Fortenberry says, "In light of recent news, should LSU make fire alarm uh, firearms training and self defense classes mandatory for incoming female freshmen? Maybe." I mean, I, I'm a I, I look I I love the Second Amendment. I mean, I live out here in the boonies and the sticks. You come, especially in my house. You come back here to my house, dog, with without being rec- or asked to come here. shick, shick, boom, sucker. <laughs> and as Daryl says, yeah, you gonna feel the pain, son. Don't come back here uninvited. Now, uh, don't come in here uninvited. All right, let's see. Look at old Michael Haddix. He's still commenting, boy. He's still commenting. He's he's ripping me a new one on YouTube now. He's ripping me a new one. All right, guys. You know what? We're going to call it. We're about 50 minutes in. It was a great show tonight. Um, oh, you know what? No, you, no, we're not. We're going to do one more thing. We're going to do one more thing. Let's see. We talked about uh, the SEC power rankings in the SEC. Look, we have a lot of times to talk about the, the SEC. I just want to make this very well known here. Guys, college football in and of itself is very chalky, right? I know Bill King talks about it. We'll be on hit with him tomorrow, as we are always on Wednesdays, because it's always just so damn chalky. LSU, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, those teams historically are on top of the SEC. A&M, sorry about you. I get that you almost made the playoffs last year. Sounds good, bro. Do it again. If you think that they're just going to come out of nowhere again and, th- and without their fifth-year starting senior quarterback, I think you're a little nuts. I'm not buying the A&M hype. I'm not buying the A&M train. I said it last year. I was proven a little wrong. I'm going to say it again this year. But I don't even think Texas A&M was good last year. Guys, they're a touchdown away from getting beat from LSU last year, and we remember how bad that game looked for LSU offensively. So – I think that right now it's safe to assume that Georgia is going to be coming out of the East. And I think it's safe to assume that it's going to be a battle in the West with LSU and Alabama. I mean, as it normally always is. As it normally always is. Uh, so I just want to make that very well known. Those are your expectations. I know Vandy's got a new head coach. I know that they got a new recruiting analyst and all, from 247. I get all that. But Vandy's still Vandy. Kentucky's still Kentucky. Tennessee is still a dumpster fire. With Rudy Pooh all in it. So, as this all season progresses, let's just go from there. Uh, man, Michael Haddix is just letting me have it, dude. Jeez. Just letting me have it, bro. Like, he calling me all kinds of Rudy Poohs. Dang, bro. You'd have thought I'd said something bad about his mama. I ain't seen nothing bad about your mama. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.